0: Miami's famous, very famous, Frankie Ruiz, who is, he has so many titles. Um, You are a co-founder of the Miami Marathon, which is one of our favorite things in the world to do every year. And we wanted to check in with you. You're also a running coach. You partnered with Nike, I believe. You have all these running clubs that you're doing. You do a lot of community work in Miami, which um, we are in awe of. And um, you must have at least 25,000 new friends every year who run the marathon. So, um reading about you, and I, I read that you started running at the age of 10. So, we want to know what inspired you at the age of 10 to start running in Miami. <laughs> well,
1: um, I, I can't say that, uh, that I remember, um, you know, everything that led up to that moment. But really, when I started running at 10, really had to do with my dad just inviting me for a run and that pretty much uh sealed the deal from that point forward i i fell in love with uh i guess everything associated with running whether it was the freedom uh, how different it was um you know it just in general just kind of fit who i was um it wasn't really the other way around where i was fitting into running i felt like um you know it, it just it just reflected everything i believed in so that's that's one of the reasons at a very young age that i identified with it and um and i've stuck with it now i'm 41 so wow. been been a little bit uh of time still doing it and still enjoying it and uh, and figured out a way to or a few different ways to to also make a living uh from it as well
0: so running is not necessarily a team sport. It's really an individual thing that you do, but you've made it into a team, a community, a movement, um, yes. which is incredible. So yeah. it's, it's somebody who takes something that's small and makes it so big to include everybody. Um, yeah. I know Perry personally. Um, she has muscular dystrophy, as you know. Yes. Yeah. Never, never would have imagined when she was a little girl, that she would be finishing marathons on her own, on two feet. I don't know if you realize what you've done for so many people, that you've opened up the world to them. It's influenced where she's going to school, what she wants to do when she gets older. It got us involved with Team Lifeline. Uh, Team Lifeline is one of your biggest charity groups that are running in the marathon Mm -hmm. year after year. I know this will be my 12th year. This will be Perry's ninth year. 10th year. year, 10th year. Families very awesome. involved in, in fundraising. We've raised over 600000 for High Line, which is the charity that's wow. helped us out. None of this would have been possible without you. So Thank you. I don't know if you understand what an impact that you have made on our lives personally. We wanted to thank you for that. Uh, it's incredible. You. Um, you were sparked, I think, in co-founding the Marathon on a whim. I remember reading that you had heard of a person who I think was a quadriplegic that you wanted to be involved. and that's when the mayor said, "Let's get this done." How did that all come to fruition? I,
1: I won't, I won't completely bore you with the the story because it's, it's it's out there, but um, I, I think I think the theme, especially now, um, uh, is is worth um, uh, sort of spreading. Which uh, the race was was uh, started with the. Um, I guess you'd say the intention of being an inclusive event, which uh, um, the uh, democratic nature of, um, of running is such that it pretty much has no boundaries as far as who can, can take part in it. And, and races, whether it's someone in a wheelchair, someone on a walker, someone um, you know, uh, running fast, slow, walking, it, it's uh, you know it's something that sort of embraces uh, all, like they say, all walks of life. Um, and when we first started the race, uh, I I was I'm I'm still a big fan of Miami. I, I think Miami is is uh, is a very inclusive place. And and I wanted whatever I created to reflect that in, uh, inclusive nature of, of our city. Um, you know. I, didn't know a whole lot about miami as much as i know now 20 years later nearly uh back from when i started uh, the race but it always felt like a place that made everyone feel like it was your home um so my parents being there they were from cuba um and uh and and so many of my family members were were immigrants i felt that miami um had a, a lot to do with where i was so whatever i created had to had to reflect that so From an ability standpoint, from a a will, uh, you know, from the the willpower of of an individual, I wanted it to to be, um, you know, a a tool. So with the inspiration of Rudy Garcia-Tolson, who um, was a double amputee um, and uh, uh, suffered from Tarrington syndrome, um, he was, his story, let's just say. Was enough to to sort of light the fire for uh, what became the Miami Marathon. Um, you know, I, I won't I won't give you all the the, the colorful back end story because we'll be here for a bit. But um, but basically, that name, Rudy Garcia Tolson, if ever, anyone ever has a chance to to Google, um, I think reflects everything I want the Miami Marathon to always be. Um, and uh, and I think obviously Perry is 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 exactly that. And that's that's what that's what's amazing. Uh, to see throughout the years that we are one of, one of the events with the most, um, challenge athletes. Uh, we are, uh, in, in the world for that matter. It takes, takes a lot to accommodate even, even just one challenge athlete. You know, I, I do have to say that some folks are like, well, you know, um, really, what does it take? I said, it takes a lot because there's just, there's so many different, um, um, challenges to overcome. I mean, so to speak, that the individual has so many different you know uh, nuances that are that are um, uh, that surround their capabilities. That as an event, we've had to um, uh, throughout the years uh, accommodate, and, uh, and that's everything from dealing with police to um, how long our finish lines are open and, and 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 whatnot. So, and I I happen to be a huge fan of Perry. I mean, I I, uh, I love meeting her at at that near that finish line um every every year I, I guess I've done it all 10 years but I'd say the better better part of the last maybe six or seven years I've been uh there to, to help bring her in um and uh and that is if if the other 24,999 people didn't show up and Perry was the only one I would say that the race is a success uh so uh thank you for for continuing to support it and at the same time for emulating what we want this race to be forever.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. It makes me feel so proud of you, what you've accomplished, not just of Perry, what she can accomplish. And it's really, it's changed her life. Um, it, it's changed everything about her and has given her hope. And, and she, she's an athlete. Um, I think you've made a lot of people feel that, people in wheelchairs, people like myself who can barely walk sometimes, um, you know, and I push her the whole race. It, it just makes us all feel as if we're all Superman. Um which is unbelievable. Um going to a lighter subject, Corona times, what are you doing to keep yourself
1: <laughs> how
0: how is the community of Miami doing?
1: I um I, I think Miami's doing pretty well, much much better than the projections and whatnot. Um but I think as a um running community or as an endurance uh a sport community, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit of the antsiness. Um you know, I, I, I communicate frequently with a lot of runners and and they are either looking for new places to run. Um, dealing with things like where where do I wear a mask? Do I not? So I, I find myself answering a lot of questions these days. Um, I wish I had, you know, more definite answers. But my attempt uh, at this point is is that an attempt to, to make people, um, you know, panic less, have less anxiety. And I think Miami, um, we have beautiful weather. Uh, it's hard to be inside. It's hard to, to hold you back from you know jumping on a friend's boat and going to, to you know to raft up at a at a sandbar. Uh, so there's there's a lot of temptation here. I mean, this is a this is a city that for it to stop enjoying life is right. is probably not not easy. But specifically on the running side, we've been doing a few things. Um, Life, uh, Lifetime Miami Marathon just launched a kids' uh, virtual run. It was, it was basically, uh, it, it's tongue-in-cheek in a way because this week is uh, take your kid or take your child to uh, work day. And uh, it's actually Thursday. And, and, you know, that's a day that typically, you know, you'll take your son or daughter to your office and they see what you do. And now I think they've been seeing what you're doing, <laughs> you know, every yeah. single day. You know, so, so there's no, you know, no special day now for that. So we decided, all right, well, take your kid on a run day. Um, you know, that is your other job, right? Basically uh, is showing your, your, your son or daughter a healthier life. And, um, and so that is something we're doing, um, even with a medal that will be mailed to you. if, if You know, if you register and that's our first attempt at, um, at kind of, uh, I don't know, bringing the word race back in an event back into people's, you know, uh, uh, stratosphere or or their environment. Um, Now um, as an organization, we're also looking at everything that this is going to, going to change. You know, I lived through nine 11's uh, uh, repercussions as far as the event industry was concerned. And that cost us a lot of money because security at events had to go up substantially. Plans had to, had to be run by state and you know federal uh, agencies that wouldn't you wouldn't even know the name of until all that happened, and then the Boston Marathon, uh, you know, added more to to that as well. So I'm confident we're gonna we're gonna pull out of this and we're gonna be fine. But we are looking at you know the social distancing effects, whether it's for a local 5K we might be producing or the Miami Marathon in in January. Um, so it's it's you know it's got us. Thinking a lot. Um, I can't say we're planning um, because when you plan for something, it's because you know for a fact that it's gonna be a certain way or it's gonna it's gonna be mandated a certain manner. So for now, I think we're a lot we're we're sharing a lot of ideas, uh, asking for a lot of input. Um, you know whether that's from runners themselves or from people in the industry. So Corona's got us busy. It's certainly not as busy as I was in the past because I'm working from home. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's got, uh, it's got a, lot of, a lot of new challenges ahead, I'm sure.
0: Um, I know this year especially, Perry is starting to train already because we're planning on coming in January, January 1st of 2021, and we has been training extra hard so far because of a little thing you threw in the last marathon, the carpet at the finish line, the dreaded carpet. Um, oh, as soon as Perry and her physical therapist got to the carpet and saw it, I never saw two girls curse so much in my entire life oh gosh so that's very difficult so Perry is training whether you have the carpet or not she's going to be training for anything that you throw at her
1: and make you throw it you know what that makes me smile because uh, I uh, the, the carpet was something that obviously we thought from an aesthetic standpoint it would it would make photos pop and it would it would look different and it's not not something that that uh, we took lightly, like it was an investment for us. But I, I did not think about, you know, the, the um, uh, <laughs> I guess the, the added challenge it was going to bring to people. But your response right now makes me smile because uh, instead of making up an excuse or calling us and telling us to throw out our almost 20-some-odd-thousand-dollar investment <laughs> in this car- carpet, uh, or carve out a little section or something like that, you, you've chosen to, you know, to step up to the challenge, so I, I really applaud that, and I thank you also, because I would, if I'm not, I would be, you know, kind of talking here, like, okay, well, how do we figure this one out, but, um, you know, the way I see it is that a little bit more time spent there, so more cameras, more, you know, more, uh, celebration during those last hundred meters, but, um, you know, I apologize, but at the same time, you know what? I'm making making everybody a little stronger. So. Yes,
0: you are. Um, we will we'll also throw crushed up cups at her feet eventually also to help her get through that too. I said, oh, said, <laughs> said Perry, you ready for that yet? Yeah, she goes, no, not yet. Plus, I don't want to lose cups right now. But when it comes to the getting closer, we're going to do that. Every year presents some challenges physically, mentally. Um, but knowing that you're going to meet us there at the finish line and knowing that you're always going to be supporting Team Perry and Team Lifeline, it just makes it all worth it. Um, so on behalf of us and our family and all of Team Perry, and if I can be so bold even to say Team Lifeline is high lifeline, we love you. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Stay safe. Hope you and your family are well. And we really appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you, Frankie. Well,
1: thank you guys and you guys to, uh, make it, make it a point to stay safe and keep, keep moving. Don't stop. And we'll
0: see you in January. You.
1: All right. All thank right. You. See you in January. Thank you, Perry. Take care.
0: Bye.